The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. For 70 seconds. Oh, oh, no. Gordon showing some prowess on the ground. I'll tell you what. Oh, oh, oh. What so happened? He's hurt. He's hurt. He's wow. Welcome, ex Gordon! Oh, oh, big left gets him down. And that's it. Give me someone in this top five. I'm ready. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt was uh, here Monday and today's Wednesday and I'm here. We have... uh, Malcolm Gordon is joining us, as well as Raphael Fazeev. And uh, thanks, Phoenix, for coming on. It's always good to have you. This is such a good card to talk about, Jim. I agree. Um, I'm really, really psyched about these fights. Uh, the opening fight, uh, Delize against um, uh, Marvin Vittori on the main card. That's a fight I can't wait to see. Um, yeah, this is a great card from top to bottom. I think there's just kind of so much to talk about in that in the MMA space. And there's a couple of fights on this card that are well, I'm excited to kind of see Gunnar Nelson back. Yes. There's Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barberina. And that's a veterans fight of two guys that couldn't have more different styles. So that's just sort of a fun fight. We haven't seen them in a while. And you know, I like I like sometimes when the veterans match up so you don't have to feel bad per se about like someone you know younger lion older lion type of thing so that should be a fun fight because i'm a big fan of gunner nelson and brian what was barbara's last fight it wasn't the uh robbie lawler fight i'm looking it up i I don't remember he thought he lost his last fight am i correct got submitted uh by rda by rda that was the last fight and then gunner nelson hasn't fought in a year i think it was almost like exactly a year uh from march that he he hurt i don't know i don't know if he was hurt or if he just has been inactive so it's good to see him back and we uh, obviously, I haven't talked to you since uh, Jones came back. I couldn't have been more wrong, thinking that he wouldn't fight again or that maybe he just didn't want to fight. I'm so happy he's back. And he's the rare case of somebody. There's this whole thing where, well, he's number one now, uh, pound for pound over Volkanovsky and Izzy. <clears throat> I guess the only difference would be he's one of the three who went up in weight, fought for a title, and actually 
not only one, but one in a, a just a devastating fashion. Those guys, as great as they are, I think the weight proved to be a little too much for uh, for, for Volkanovski, and I think also for uh, Adesanya, obviously, Blahovic yeah. is late on him. I think so, but John did it in terms of taking a really long time to put on muscle mass, and put on body weight. You know, everybody yeah. was criticizing him for not being super ripped, but that's not his body type. You know what I no. mean? Like, it's really, really hard to do that. If anybody's had to put on muscle over a gradual period of time, it's really hard to put the percentages on, but I think he did a great job. And that this is John, like what, what else is John going to do if he doesn't have fighting? So I definitely think he, he fights at least one or two more times for his own legacy. You've got to fight Stipe. I'm fine with him being the number one pound for pound because of the champ champ thing. Yeah. I and mean, I think even Volkanovsky says the same thing. It's like, look at his legacy. If you're looking at the three-year layoff, then you're like, how dare they give it to him? But if you're looking at his legacy as a whole and the champ champ status, then it does it does make sense for him to be the number one pound for pound. And the way he looked when he came back, it's just that we're not used to seeing John Jones have a little I don't I, it's not even flab. It's just a little extra, like that's not muscle. Uh, but it's like DC, look, look how stocky DC was. Or look at uh, Tuivasa. I mean, so many heavyweights, except for maybe Francis and Stipe, but there aren't many, and these are natural heavyweights. Yeah. I mean, these guys have always been heavyweights. Um, it was incredible how how effective he was against uh, Cyril Ghan. And this is when I knew, like I picked Ghan in the third round, like after stupidly picking Jones by decision, I wanted to be different than Matt. And I said, fuck it, I'll take Ghan. When Jones <laughs> came in at 248 and he came in at 247.5, I was like, oh no. Like I thought Jones was gonna come in maybe 225, 230, and he would come in at 250. But uh no, he outweighed him. I couldn't believe he came in heavier than Cyril. He he made the right moves, I guess. You know, in the in that three years, we were so worried about ring rust and whatnot, but he was training, 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 figuring it out in three years. I don't think John Jones gets enough credit for yep. his fight IQ. I really, I really don't. I mean, you know, his issues outside of the ring have really deterred our ability to take a look at him as an athlete, as a whole, as an athlete, as a whole, and as a maturing person, he's just really has a great fight IQ. And I think gone as talented as he is, has not been on that big of a stage like that with that many fans, with that much experience, with that much of a, a legend of a fighter as John Jones. And that was a lot of pressure on him as well. I think so too. Um, and yeah, and Jones, the, the outside, the, the, uh, octagon stuff it's hard not to look at it just because it, it comes it's come up so many times that you're like yeah. fuck is, is there something going on he's not fighting like it's hard to not think of that but it, i'm so glad that that wasn't the case and i'm so glad he fought and he took zero damage so he'll fight steep i'm gonna guess in july that's my guess john is a very contradictory character right because like he does really bad things and then he does really great things he's yeah. very like yin and yang you know what i mean like i've seen him in the gym with kids and with people and how nice and friendly and giving and cool and you know, whatever he is. And it's just, you know, he's a party animal, I guess, or he was a party yeah. animal, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, we all have a couple of demons, you know? Yeah. I have them too. Hey Malcolm, what's up? How oh, are you, you did. How are you guys? Very good. good. When, when did you go over to, uh, how long have you been in England? Uh, we got here Saturday, but because of daylight savings, it feels like we got here Sunday. <laughs> oh, right. You <laughs> lost, lost that hour. And how long does it take exactly. you to adjust? Yeah. I'm, I'm always fascinated with guys that travel a week before a fight. Like, are you adjusted now to the time difference? Yeah, today was, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm trying to get up my coffee. 
Today was a little bit of a jet lag experience, but um, I normally do pretty good, actually. Like, I normally sleep on the flight, and I try to sleep through the entire flight and then stay up the uh, entire next day to make it a little bit easier to adjust to. <clears throat> I never had, like, <clears throat> never had you're an issue with that. Uh, you're, you're a seasoned competitor, you know, so you've done, like, a bunch of jiu-jitsu tournaments, and then you've been in, in MMA for a while. How, what are, like, fight rituals for you? How do you keep yourself in check all week as you're prepare, preparing for big events? I mean, it's just, it's just like, it's just something I've been doing my whole life, right? So there's no like in check, like I'm in check 24 <laughs> seven. There's no, there's the ritual is like the same thing I do every day, unfortunately. And uh, how long, how old were you when you started training? Uh, I was about seven. Wow. Uh, I started with jujitsu and then uh, moved my way up to kickboxing and then, um, yeah, and then progressed to MMA later on in life afterwards. I was like playing hockey in between, whichever. And then after hockey, kind of I couldn't get into like the major draft. Then I kind of, you know, continued to the, the martial arts to MMA. That's a, such a yeah, the Canadian. I forgot you're Canadian. The hockey. Um, I, I guess every kid in, in in Canada plays. Did you love hockey, or did you just kind of feel obligated to play it? <laughs> no, I loved hockey. I loved yeah. hockey. What do you mean? I was a goaltender. I was I was like the only black goalkeeper and one of the only only black goalkeepers in Calgary, right? So, you know, I actually loved to play the game. It was a lot of fun. But what? I was short, and that was the unfortunate part for being a gatekeeper. I feel like you got to have six in front of your number. So, you know, I, I started. I stopped growing, and the the net started getting bigger and bigger as you progressed. On the right. So it was dumb. I I guess so. Yeah, and being a goalie. Uh, is, is that something that you start off saying that's what I want to do, or how? And hockey, how do you come to the position that you're going to eventually play? Is it one of those things where you idolized goalies or did you just find you were better at that than other positions? I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea. I think one day I was just like, I would play hockey, like playing goalie. That was it. I, you know what? I think maybe what happened was all the guys that we were playing street hockey, they never had a goalie to slap in the net when we were playing street hockey. So then they decided to always throw me in and I was like, all right, I'm just happy to play with you guys. And then it just kind of progressed from there. I was the only kid that would take up the net. And then I realized that was always a position that needed to be filled. So I was like, fuck, well, I've always been like a self-motivated guy too, right? So it's, I feel like that's the one position on the ice that, you know, essentially you can't really blame anybody else but yourself. Right. I, I know it's a team sport, but at the end of the day, it really is individual. It's kind of like your, it's, its own, it's its own kind of ecosystem, right? So, um, well, you know, that, that, that in itself is translated over really well to my MMA conditioning too, right? Because... You know, as much as it's a team sport too, it's when you're in the cage, it's your, it's a, it's a self, it's a self thing. It's a, it's a, it's a you versus your opponent and not, you know, your team helps you to prepare for all the moments that get you into there. But once right. you're in there, it's a new time to perform. And it's the exact same thing. I feel like in the, the ecosystem of being a goalkeeper in MMA or in uh, hockey. So I feel like, you know, certain parts of my life that I wasn't always doing martial arts. Um, definitely attributed to some of my skill sets that I have today and build me as a martial artist, you know, and even for flexibility as a gatekeeper, man, that's why my hips are so nice when I'm doing jiu-jitsu, right? So. Yeah. It's funny how like, like skills from certain sports transfer over, you know, 100%. explosiveness, like power balance hockey. Yeah. But that's all sounds like martial arts to me too. And the yeah. thing you're talking about, about like being self-motivated you, you are coming off a loss, but you're coming off a loss that you looked like you were about to win. And then you had that hand injury. So what do you take away from a self-motivation from a previous loss to coming into this fight, which is not your home turf? You know, what are all the things that you have to self-motivate yourself to go into this one? 
this war is all about my pride to be honest man i'm not even sorry not even really about my pride it's all about just like proving to myself like i do belong to be in this this league and i belong to be fighting the best these guys are you know jake hadley's a fair game and top opponent but i really want to see me test myself this year to try and move along the ranks and be you know become top 10 and start testing myself against some high level opponents i know it's a tall order to to fill at this point and i know it seems kind of unrealistic coming off of that last loss but you know that's just that's just where i i want to you know that's just me you know what i mean like i i want to i want to prove to myself i belong in those those rankings and become the ranked fighter of this ufc division and and uh go on and 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 progress right i'm just sick of being down in the bottom so <laughs> why did you start uh, martial arts at seven what was it? it was your dad right uh yeah personally my dad probably like whichever i was a small kid i skateboarded i've skateboarded my whole life too and uh you know getting in street fights and you know, along under the bridge at skate parks and whatnot and stuff like that. It was like a good time to, everybody thought I was going to supposed to be defending myself, but I ended up kind of being the bullying aspect of those. <laughs> so, um, but you know, that's just it. It's, you know, it, I, I was a small kid. <laughs> right. So did, well, did you want to be a professional really. hockey player? And you said you didn't have the six before on your height. Did you want to be a hockey player? And then you realize like martial arts, I'm really good at, and this I'm just too small to do. No, I, I did like, I, I liked the hockey thing and it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. You know what I mean? Like when everybody, all the kids in high school were all talking about the draft coming up and we're, right. we're at that level where the draft is important and whatnot. And, you know, after the time phase, then yeah, for sure. But life definitely, there's a lot of life left after, you know, you, you get drafted at like 15, 16 years old. After 15, 16, you don't know what the fuck you want to do, right? You're, right. You know, you're playing hockey. You're happy to just be there. You're playing with your pals or whatever. But, you know, after that, there's a lot of life to go on. So I don't think there is nothing after. I, I immediately was like, all right, this is what we do next. I was getting fights in the hockey rink, right? I had probably the most penalty fucking minutes for, as a goalkeeper. Goal I like to fight. I'm a scrappy kid. So, you know, I was always putting my teammates in the box as the goalkeeper. I was dropping the gloves every game. So, you know, I was like, what this is, just, this is like the next about, best. What is it that you Sorry? like about fighting? Is it the challenge itself? Is it testing yourself? What are the, like, the things that make you internally a fighter? I mean, like at this point now, it definitely is just the challenge. You know what I mean? A lot. Of, I feel like a lot of people these days, they don't have the, the you know, there's well, not that they don't have the motivation, but a lot of people, you know, like there's, you can, you can choose to have a very comfortable life these days. You know what I mean? You can fucking, you can have Uber sent to you. You don't have to leave the house anymore to get the delivery and, and, mm. and have all these, all the aspects of everything at your, at your hands, the fingertips. So it essentially doesn't, you don't require to have much of a tough life much, um, you know? And, and I feel like some days like just having that, that um, little bit of grit that has to, to, to push you, wake you up in the morning time and say, yo, there's something ahead of me that's, you know, it's going to be a very tall order and then you got to fill that order. Um, it's good for you, right? So, Does being the underdog bother you at all? Does it motivate you more? Um, some guys it actually does have an effect on in some way, uh, good or bad. Other guys don't care. I honestly have been the underdog my entire fighting career. So like, it's not absolutely nothing. I'd be surprised one day when I'm the favorite and that's when everybody else should be too. Right. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's something that I, I've actually enjoyed because I've just been, I've, I've been an underdog my entire life. So, you know, and now Hadley, that you, okay. Oh, oh, no, no, you I was going to say Hadley has been very complimentary of you though. You know, he's, he's talked about your skills. He's talked about how impressive your skills are. What challenges does he possess for you? Honestly, I, so I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually one of like probably one of the few uh, fighters or maybe one of the few professional fighters that absolutely watches no tape on their opponents. I heard uh, that. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, we're going to find out. 
Uh, okay, I know so- my team. My team has helped me prepared for this fight, and they've had some things to be aware of. But I think at the end of the day, the people are so dynamic, and the the the, the way that MMA is so the ability to be be dynamic as long as you're a well rounded fighter. Um, the it's it's actually more of like a mindset and able to to change where you're going to be successful in the fight. So if we find out, you know, baby boxing is giving me an issue, we're going to have to make the adjustments and go to the wrestling. If the wrestling is going to give you an issue, maybe we're going to go to the jiu-jitsu. There's so many different areas, right, of, of the game that you can play in order for success. And uh, one thing about me is, like, my training isn't one-dimensional. I, I've been training MMA, mixed martial arts, my entire life, right? Um, so... I have the I have the confidence and the skills to bring the fight wherever it needs to be in order to be successful. And so with that being said, I, I'm never really interested about, you know, what the guy did his last fight because the last guy that he fought is nothing like me and so is the guy before that, right? Uh, obviously, there's certain you can pick up on that, you know, certain tendency may but it's going to be for me to draw those out of him in the fight. And so it's going to be what my body does and what my you know thought process is going to go through. So it's a different fight every time. Yeah, because you look at like, I have heard other guys who don't watch a lot of tape and who let their trainers do a lot of it. But And one of the examples I can think of, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, when you see like a Masvidal, Ben Askren fight where he was so prepared i guess because he had watched a lot of askrin and he or, or even uh, cormier jones when jones head kicked him it was something he had picked up from watching which was i i believe a certain dip cormier would typically do you don't want to get too caught up in like what a fighter is going to do because every fight is different but are there things to be learned like where you'll catch an idiosyncrasy that a guy has like that might actually be something you could use or would you find it more distracting waiting for that no, do you know what? Sometimes, and that's the thing. Sometimes, if it doesn't happen, it could be very distracting, right? Now, obviously, yeah, for sure. There's there's certain tendencies that um, we've definitely picked up on that we know are going to be available when the time presents itself. But you know, at the same time, I like to just think, okay, what if not? And so that being said, you train all areas and you're ready for all situations, all scenarios, right? Well, but yeah, for sure. Right, my coaches have advised me. We have we have you know, yeah, you know. Well, you look at baseball. Well, like I when, feel like it's a better way to approach a fight. And in this sort of dynamic experience, MMA in general, where you don't have to be tied down to, say, one discipline in order to be successful. It's so There are so many ways to, get, to guarantee success or to get success in the cage that, you know, you just have to lead. You have to, I feel like, to be the, the next level fighters are going to be these guys that are going to be not thinking about one way to beat the fight. It's, it's going to be a more of a, how do we just, how do we, how do we, so what I'm looking for, how do we adapt to every right. situation in order for us to be successful? Right. So I'm not worried about what he's going to do. He should be more worried about what I'm going to do. Right. Right. And it's like, I was saying like, it's like baseball when they have a pitching scout, the, 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 the hitter doesn't actually watch every pitch that they pit, you know, they have a scout that will do it kind of like a coach will do it and tell you, Hey, look, this is what this guy has a tendency to do. So, you know, that does work other times too, where the, where the coaches will tell you what you need to look out for just by observing him. So, yeah, but you're not the only guy I have talked to other guys who are kind of the same, where they like to just go in there and fight. Um, and they don't necessarily want to know, or they watch very, very little tape. Um, and just let the coaches kind of instruct them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of blank slate, you know, no preconceived notion. Right. Like going in there completely clear. 
I have to ask you this. This is kind of funny. The statistic is that with um, MMA or like with martial arts in general, more fans train than any other sports. So like more people who watch MMA actually train in MMA than people who watch football actually do football. So we, you know, this is statistics about like, you know, couples training together. Right. So I know that you train with your wife, Erica, what is that like? And what advice do you have for people who want to train with their significant others? <laughs> That's a funny one. Thankfully, she hasn't arrived here yet. It's actually tough. It's tough as hell, to be honest, right? Because there comes a moment where you know, at the end of the day, it's like any, it's like, uh, it's like any relationship, right? You want to be, you have to be supportive in every, every, everything, right? So the first and foremost, I'm completely 100% supportive in her decision to want to uh, do MMA training and, you know, progress jujitsu. I, I think she just got her purple belt the other day or, or no, she's had her purple. Sorry. She's got like two stripes on it. Now she's got an extra stripe. Um, and I'm a black belt. I don't even stripe. I don't grade her. I don't nothing. I, I don't, you know what I mean? I, I point her in the right direction and she runs with it. Right. But, um, and we even spar like, right. Like, like she, but, um, my advice to anybody that was training with their significant other is just be supportive. Right. And cause it's a journey that I feel like a lot of people, unless you know, there's times where, you know, it's hard to make that understanding on like, I just got my ass kicked and, 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 um, you know, maybe you had a rough training session or cutting weight. And, you know, if you're once again, for others, never put themselves in that position where they can't, they have to go without a meal or shorten the portion sizes or give up some sort of sacrifice in their life in order to attain like the goal of fighting. Um, you know, it's tough for the other one to kind of accept that. And, and, you know, it is. So she always understands where I'm coming from in the sense that when it's fight time and, and where my mind is at in certain parts of the camp and what my body is even feeling like in certain times, because like I've had probably every injury under the sun and now she's starting to get these injuries. So I could be like, oh yeah, I had that before. You know, got to go to the hospital. I've had done this, like, you know, like, like that, you know, like it's so it helps. It helps a lot. And, um, it's kind of, you know, we go through these things together. And yeah, it, at first I was like, I thought it was going to be like the worst thing. Cause I, you know, I was, it, you know, um, it's like, you don't want to go, go to work. And then you want to kind of separate work from home life. Yes. Home life is work and work is everything. And it's all one blur. It, it works now. So it is what it is. That's what I was curious about too. If it's ever, you know, cause it, it doesn't mean that there's a bad relationship cause you both like to take a few hours, you know, that, that, that's pretty normal. That's what I was going to wonder if it ever gets to be too much. Like, um, you know, I know, I know other people that work with their spouse and at times they say like, you just want to, you know, sometimes you just want to be off doing your thing while they do their thing. And it's not for any negative reasons. It's just, you need all a little people. bit of space. Yeah. I think all people need that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She does a little bit more jujitsu, and I'm kind of taking a step back. That's when we have that space every, you know, once a day or once a week. <laughs> well, right? I, I've taken a step back from like doing that solely gi training, and she's still in the mode where she's she does and she also does a lot of gi. So, you know, that's our break. Well, Malcolm, look, um, it was good having you on. Good luck against Jake Hadley on a Saturday night. You're on a great card. Um, and, uh, do you, now I'm, I'm sure you're worried about your own fight as every fighter is, uh, but do you have any uh, feelings about the main event, uh, Edwards Usman, or do you have any, uh, who do you think is going to walk away with that one? It's, it's a super interesting fight. I was talking about somebody about this the other day. Cause like, um, you know, I also don't, I, anyway, long story short, both like Usman, Usman was winning the majority of the last fight until he got caught within the last, you know, few, few seconds of the fight. 
And then, um, you know, so normally in a rematch situation, you want to go with the guy that lost the fight because he has the most, um, he has the most feet, like the most motivation, maybe. Yeah. He has the most, not motivation, but like he has something that he needs to work on, right? And or he had the most the most stuff to improve on to for the next fight to be successful, right? He's got the most feedback. But in this scenario, both of them kind of like Usman was winning um until he lost, and uh Edwards was losing until he won. So that being said, it's like they both have improvements that need to be made, so which makes this a completely like that's the kind of no fight. The, the true fight's gonna happen this Saturday. Right, because both of them, if, if if it was a complete run of the mill and and who's been just smashed through them and then that was it and then I would say okay yeah the guy that won has nothing he he has to to lose because what is he going to do to improve this next camp right he already had the best camp of his life and the best performance of the previous fight but both of them had their their shits of the fight until the other one didn't right so I mean that be that that's this this is this is going to be the truth fight this the whoever runs through this and if it happens again holy fuck you know what i mean like it's going to be an insane third fight but i feel like both of them have so much to to that they have to improve on in order to be successful that you can't just call it because he had kicked him he's going to win this again it's like no of course losing most of that fight that's like he's got a lot of improvements and then same with Usman, he was winning all that fight so he's got a lot of improvements how to do even better than his last performance so no that's it this is the truth fight Thank you, Malcolm, very much. It was good talking to you. Have a great fight on Saturday, man. Looking forward to watching you. you. Thank you guys for having me on. Thank you. Okay, pal. Take care. Be good. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, you know, uh, Phoenix, it is interesting too. I think with Edwards, the big thing, because he was a much, he is a much better fighter than he was showing through most of that first fight. Yeah. And again, you could say Usman is so great, which he is. But Edwards, I mean, his coaches didn't even give him technical advice. They said, stop fucking feeling sorry for yourself. Wake up, man. Like, so it was a mental thing. There was something in his mind. Maybe he wasn't doing what he wanted to do. So to see him go in as champion will be very interesting. Um, to see exactly how much of that was just, some sort of a fog or a bad night or does he have to make like a lot of physical improvements it's interesting because it's kind of a combination of the two when i don't know if you've ever like had to work out in altitude but it does it does mess with you it does do something to you it it, it is the truth like people who are like discrediting that they're they're wrong it it does mess with you psychologically when you're getting controlled you just start to be like 
Man, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like that snapping into that is really important. I don't believe at this high level of striking, we can call things a lucky punch. Right. If you look at, at it, especially if you've been in there with five rounds with somebody, you start to pick things up and then you just go for it. And when you're psychologically broken, you don't go for it because you're psychologically broken. So whatever snapped back into him to go for that shot, and now he's coming in very confident. What Camaro is going to have to do is break his spirit again by controlling him and dominating as much as possible. That means Camaro is probably going to have to keep him more on the back foot. He's going to have to push him up against the cage. He's going to have to make Leon uncomfortable. He's going to have a different type of of stand-up acumen when it comes to how he fights him this time around. I, you know, Camaro is one of those athletes. When we met him, I was very impressed with him as a person. He came to the studio and it was you and I. And um, I've been a fan of him ever since. I think he's very psychologically strong. I really do. Yeah. So they are both going into this with the good, good enough headspace. Leon saying, oh, it is possible for me to beat this guy. And Camaro saying, I need to dominate. And those are two very interesting sentences to be going into clash with each other. So any way you look at this, this is going to be a great fight to see who truly is champion right now. I think there's almost a little more pressure on Leon because I, I think Camaro too tells himself, I have to do exactly what I did the first time. I just cannot get caught. I got caught by a, a great striker. Oh, you're right. It wasn't lucky. It was a beautifully placed head kick. And yeah. maybe Camaro's his, his, his strategy in that fifth round probably should have been to stay away a little bit more, not engage as much. Uh, maybe that's what he would change. But I mean, as far as the way he fought, his thing would be, I have to do exactly the same thing, just not get caught. And Edwards has to say, I have to do something very different than I did in those first four and not hope that I am able to catch him good in the fifth. He has to fight a different fight through that first four and make that fifth round different. There probably is a lot more pressure on Leon because he was losing up until that point. You know, I think that fighters do have to strategize and plan each and every fight. But for somebody when you're fighting these people that have knockout ability or great striking, I mean, it's the same thing that happened to Izzy. Yep. You have to be perfect every single millisecond. And that's like impossible to do. You know, this is why we love this sport in the first place. But I, I think it'll be interesting. I think that the lack of the altitude that now gaining the confidence and to see how he's evolved because of that confidence, we might see a very, very impressively on Edwards and we might see a very, very dominant Kamara Usman. And we're talking about Camaro in, in certain ways. Like, yes, he's older. He's also got a lot of mileage. He's had a lot of injuries and issues and damage. Yeah. Uh, but he's also really headstrong. So there's a lot of variabilities that make me say, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I, I, I love the fact that I was so happy for Leon Edwards to finally get the shot. And I was happy to see him win just because he's been so good for so long. You like to see other guys that you like taste what it's like to be champion like you 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 know when, when you like guys like that and now it's kind of fun that izzy lost because it's fun to watch him come back now and and fight this rematch this fourth fight with pajeda and i don't care what anybody says there's no way that's not in his head a little bit it, it, it's not human to know that you were winning the fight and if i remember correctly he was up three to one if, if i remember i thought he was up three to one dominating and then and then that fucker still finds a way to win it's, I'll, I'll tell you, I train with Bejeda's coach now because I'm in Jersey. I, I yep. moved to Jersey. So I train with uh, Polino Cruz, who is just a phenomenal trainer. And they constantly give Izzy credit 
because Alex is a killer. So for Izzy to keep Alex at bay for as long as he did just shows how good Izzy is. Because if you see Alex versus anybody else, it's over fairly quickly, <laughs> you know, and yeah. there's like great striking and great setups. So yeah, you know, maybe it's too soon for Izzy to come back and, and fight this guy again. Who knows? Or maybe Izzy is just so absolutely determined that he may have a completely different strategy. We forget, you know, and it's still MMA. It's still mixed martial arts. Like, right. What can I do? Do I tie Pajeda up? Do I change my clinch game? Do I decide all of a sudden I'm a great takedown artist? Like what, what do you strategize for this time around? And also too, I mean, if you work in uh, consistent martial arts, changing habits are very hard. I mean, it's, you've got to have a little obsessive compulsive disorder when you train. It, you know, if my, my habit, you know, is always, I, I switch Southpaw and orthodox all the time. And I, I use a lot of that stuff, but when they're like, no, stay orthodox. Cause you have to build this X, Y, and Z. I'm like, ah! it's like so hard to reprogram yourself. Wasn't so, Alex hard to take down to? He, if I remember, he was very strong and uh, he's just, he just, he just is very, very good at, at, at pulling you off of him. Right. And he's got great Muay Thai, which means he, you know, knows how to clinch really well. There's a lot of variables in this fight, which make the reasons why we're excited for them in the first place. Yeah. And, and has Alex fought anybody really who is known to be devastating on the ground? Um, at, at least since he's been in, in UFC, uh, who, who is he? I, I should probably just look it up instead of asking. Yeah, into I, thin I, don't, air. I don't think so. I, but also too, they go very quickly. Um, yeah. Like Strickland went quickly, which I think everybody was a little surprised at. I know, yeah. I know Sean was surprised. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Strickland. Okay, is he Bruno Silva and uh, Andres uh, uh, Michaelides? I think is how you say his name. Are his uh, UFC fights, but uh, yeah, he won them all very quickly, except for the uh, the Bruno Silva decision. But there's a lot of guys in that division who I think would give him a harder time on the ground. Um, yeah. That's not Adesanya's specialty. I'm sure he's better. He's probably more. Uh, Skilled on the ground, down defense and stuff like that. But we, you know, when we we saw him when he went up in weight, he had a hard time dealing with a heavier guy on top. Yawn, yeah. So it, it, there's there's a lot of variables, but I think again, Alex got to this place very quickly, so we haven't gotten to see much of his MMA ability. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have it. You know, when you're when you're training and you're grappling with Glover Teixeira, and that's who you're dealing with on a yeah. regular basis, you, you're not learning from no slouch. You know, so. There's a, there's a lot of things which will, will be fun to kind of see him and to see what he can do. And also the mix up in that division is, is kind of nice. Same thing with having Valentina, not no longer the champion and, and no, yeah. the mix ups are, make it a little bit more interesting. I agree. I was happy for Grasso because again, you're so used to seeing Valentina win. And again, the, she did make a mistake and she threw that kick was was too close but again grasso capitalized and was on her back i don't think i've ever seen anybody take a back in the neck that quickly i would not say that was a mistake that that valentina made i think that that spinning back kick has worked for her so many times but what they do teach you like even if you do um karate and someone back kicks or side kicks you step into it and then you create a different level you create a different range change and with that range change, you take advantage of the of the range that you're in. So stepping away from it, they just have the opportunity to explode and come further back. Stepping into it, you can either clinch or do exactly what Grasso did. So she knew Valentina is a kicker. She's a spinning kicker. So what do you do? You step into the kick and you go into your range and you take the back. It's it was smart. You see her do this in training camp. It's like, I know this person does this thing. 
And I'm going to train to do something that counters that. That's why I don't necessarily agree with Malcolm by not like watching tape on people. I think when you learn someone else's right. technique, learn the counters to that technique. It's the reason why when we play chess, we learn counter moves to to each individual pieces. So it was very, very smart on Grasso. And I, I Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Love that fight. That was a great fight. And and uh just to watch such a great fighter lose uh when no I like I I'm I love Amanda. Um, and, and watching her lose and then come back and win a decision just to see how somebody who's that great responds to a loss when they, when they fight. And again, it'd be interesting to see Usman, uh, Adesanya, you know, you see, how does somebody respond when they lose? Um, are they able to come back and, and, and get it? I, I love that. I just, I, I love it when it changes hands and cause there's, then there's so many more great fights. I mean, Pajeda against Marvin Vittori again, I know Marvin's fighting that would be a really good fight. That would, that be, would a, be a really good fight. A uh, great fight. This fight on this card for him, Marvin is interesting because he he just got to Extreme Couture, so he's training there now. So he has much more sparring partners and things to mix it up. He moved to Vegas. He's a lot closer to the PI. Right. He he has his eyes on the prize on you know elevating himself through this division. But the guy that he's fighting, what's his name? Um, uh, Roman Delize. Delize. That's how you pronounce it. He's like no slouch either. He's very powerful. He's a really strong guy. So this is this is good. This either this either puts him up or puts Marvin a little bit back down further away from from the title. From a rematch, yeah. He ashamed of because you know Robert Whitaker is so impressive. Like it's really hard to beat. Whitaker against Pajeda be a great fight too. I, I would love to see that if Israel doesn't win. Because Robert Whitaker just always he's always right there. You know, I, I think people don't talk about him enough. Um, he is always right there, uh, very close to or or one fight away from a title shot. So, if if Pajeda uh, wins again, I would love to see him against uh, Robert Whitaker. All the divisions are looking very very exciting. That we twenty twenty three has a really good up and coming fights for the whole rest of the year, and it's it's going to be hard for me to miss these fight cards. Yeah. What do you think? Well, you know, let's talk about a couple of these, the main events uh, be, be beyond even this uh, Saturday. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to open up my thing and look at these. It would be helpful if I could do that. Um, do you have them in front of you? They, they listed a few of the upcoming. Uh, yeah. Let me let me find it. Um, it okay. Our, so our prep sheet is so thorough that there's actually 10 pages to scroll through. So very well done, Jake. Oh, well, um, Holloway versus Allen. Yeah, that's a fight night. That is a fight night. It's a fight night, and that's April 15th in Kansas City. What was and Holloway's last fight? Holloway's last fight? Yeah. Because I'm going to say something, and it's going to be wrong, and I'm going to be mad. No, no, no. It, it's impossible to, I mean, you know. Uh, I wasn't, it, it wasn't Yair. Uh, that's just the one that I stays in my memory the most. because I'll, I'll, I'll check it right now. I will take a quick look. Yair um, is right now. Yeah, I, oh, I, Yair was. He, he, he beat Yair and he fought Volkanovsky again, correct? That and then was his, yeah. Oh, that's right. Volkanovsky was very dominant in that fight. Yes. Yeah. So take a, Max takes a little break, which he should. And that kind of cleared up the whole, like, them continuing to fight each other because Max is always sitting at the top. Yeah. So they're sitting to fight each other. So now, Yair has the the interim belt, so that means that when when Volkanovski comes back, he's going to fight Yair. I don't know if it's it's probably not 
announced yet, but from what I hear, that's happening soon. And maybe it's International Fight Week. So that's a good fight. Volkanovski against Zaire Rodriguez. That's a great fight. No. So then Max Allen. Max Holloway against Arnold Allen. Oh, I'm sorry. Arnold Allen is what's next for Max Holloway. Yeah. Originally, I didn't like it because I was like, okay, now if if Holloway beats Allen, who's who's left for Volk now? You're going to just, oh, here we go. We lose another contender. And then it's Max again. I don't like Max as a gatekeeper, but that now we have Yair, you know, probably going against Volk if that's confirmed. And I don't think it's confirmed yet. So that kind of, that makes a little bit more sense. Yes, it does. Um, I yeah, I, I don't know what happened here, but Holloway, that's the disadvantage to a guy who's lost a couple, three fights to Volga, but he just won't go away. He just keeps hanging out. What do you do? What do you do? And you have to make the matchups though. You know, you, you, you have to, and then sometimes something will happen where something is, somebody is cleared out of the way or they, whatever they, and then there's a whole bunch of exciting fights, but you do kind of have to consider, have they, can we resell another fight with these guys um, immediately? So you're, you're Arnold Allen. Are you going to say no to fighting Max Holloway and, and winning and beating Max Holloway and checking that off your list of people that you've successfully beat? Yeah. And I respect yeah. him for taking that fight. I think that's a tough fight for both of them, but I mean, I, I think that's a very, uh, I mean, look, Max obviously has fought guys who are devastating uh, before, but that's a, I think it's a tough fight. Um, and I would either take Allen in that fight. Yeah, either for either guy. It's just, it's like interesting to see. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, let me see. I'm scrolling through. Oh, here we are. Okay. It was way up high on the thing. On a side of the we talked about that, Holly. Uh, and Pavlovich against Blades. That'll be, I don't know if uh, Pavlovich has fought anybody again as devastating uh, as Blades on the ground before. That'll be very interesting to see how he handles that. Because Curtis Blades can really, in that division, ruin a lot of people's yeah. uh, streaks because so many of those guys are just amazingly powerful strikers. And he's so devastating on the floor, too. And he sits in this place where he doesn't get to the tippy top, but he doesn't go down either. So it like, it's it's tough for Blades. It's it's he he's got he but he needs this win. I think he needs this win to kind of stay, you know, relevant at this point too. Well, he's the two losses to Ngannou, um definitely didn't help. But uh, since that Derek Lewis loss, that 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 shot in the uh, second, he's beaten Rosenstrike, Dawkins, and Aspinall. You know that was an injury. Um, it, you know, it, it still goes in the win column. So yeah, this is a big fight for both of these guys. And Pavlovich was listed as the alternate for uh, Jones, Cyril Gaon. So he was, I mean, they're, they're eyeing him for uh, a title fight. And I'm Jones Stipe does Pavlovich, if he has a big win over Curtis Blades, get that? Or Blades against either one of those guys, very interesting. Blades against Jones, yeah. very interesting fight. Oh yeah, I think, and I think John would like that as a challenge as well. So, I do too, and, again, and and obviously the whole what happened with Cyril would be much much more difficult to do against a guy like Stipe or Curtis, who have just got so much more experience, and both of those guys are so much better on the floor. I'm just and, International Fight Week. If all of these things happen in International Fight Week, I have to make my way back to International Fight Week. It's such a fun, it's such a fun time. You know, if yeah. you're an MMA or martial arts fan in general, International Fight Week is the place to be. And what do you, uh, oh, sorry, God. no, no, no. You go. Say, um, no, no, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, Sterling Cejudo is happening in Jersey, and that's UFC 288, and that's May 6th in New Jersey. Really good matchup, 
nice to see Henry back and see who he is on the way back. So that'll be great. Yeah, very, very. Uh, I'm happy that they're doing this fight. But again, what happens if Aljo wins? Does he go up because of Marab? I mean, Piotr Jan, I, I, I expected Marab to, again, he cannot cardio anybody. But I, I didn't expect him to win 50-45. Like you expected him. I thought he would take the fight, but I didn't realize he would be as dominant. I mean, you know how hard it is to beat Piotr on, uh, Piotr on five straight rounds? As, as, I mean, he was devastating, Marab. I don't think I've ever seen him look better. So um, Aldo... Piotr Jan, I mean, he's ready for a title shot. He deserves a title shot. So maybe Aljo goes up if he beats Cejudo. We'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe he does. And and, and might be at this point, you know, career-wise, like the weight might, it might help him to not have to cut weight and right. where he is. And there, there's, a, I don't know, this, these, these matchups are just like kind of dream matchups lately because they're very people who are very, very competitive. And we also have Rafael Faziv is in the waiting room and coming in. Um, he was running a couple minutes late, but he's here now fighting Justin Gaethje on the co-main. That's a, just an incredible fight. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How's London? Are you enjoying uh, seeing the sights, hanging out? What have you been up to since you've been there? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, cold a little bit after Thailand, but, but it's okay. And so, how long have you been living in Thailand? In Thailand, I've lived last, six, last seven years. Seven years. Did you go there to train and fall in love with it while you were there, or was there something that made you want to move there? Um, yeah, it's, it's something happens because because my career. Yeah, because I have to train there. There's a my gym there in Phuket, Tiger Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. There. that's where I live here. I didn't make it there, but I really wanted to because I know they have Karbu Kambong there, which is like Muay Thai with weapons. Have you ever done it? Muay Thai with weapons? Yeah, the Krabi, uh, Krabi Kabrong, I think it's called. Krabi Kabrong. Yeah. Ah, Krabi. Have you ever done um, it? I never, I, I see this, like in Tiger Muay Thai, I also have this, have this class. Uh, but I don't understand this class. It's just like, it's just <laughs> funny, funny stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, looks, <laughs> it looks a lot of fun. Uh, what do you, what a great, congratulations on getting this co-main event. This is a very, very, uh, big card and, and would you say that Gaethje 
is is he the uh, the toughest challenge you've had yet? Would you, would you say he was? Would you put him above everybody else as far as uh, the toughest fighter you've had? Uh, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> yeah for me it's the biggest challenge. I think he's a big, he's, a, he's the strongest fighter which I have to fight. And uh, yeah, he's a, he's also he deserves all what what well, all, all his hype around him. He deserves it. And uh, everything what people talk about him, he deserves it. He have a very hard style. Everything, everything good, you know. Uh, but for me, I'm just I'm happy for big challenges. And if if I have like challenge, I have to make it. I have to go and uh, and beat him. You know. I think it's interesting that you know he's like a. They've called him like a human highlight reel, but you are also a highlight reel. And when you take two styles like this, like people who go head to head, head up in the middle, do you say to yourself, I'm just going to go in my original style? Or do you have to change anything up for somebody who's like as aggressive as Gaethje is? Yeah, that's what I was saying last, uh, last week and uh, everywhere in interview. Like, uh, I have a... I have a big experience in uh, amateur, as in my background, and uh, so I have a close for three hundred fights. And uh, in my career, I have a lot of uh, a lot of opponent like him, and a lot of opponent who is good like you, and a lot of opponent like with both have a, like crazy and uh, IQ. So I can adapt it. I can adapt it for him. If I want to go crazy, I go crazy. I go if I want to go like smart, really smart, like cold blood. I go in like this, you know. I'm just I'm just shoot shoot this in the fight. How it's going? If if I see I need to go crazy, I go crazy. When you when you watch Gaethje, because he's he Gaethje has fought so many good fighters too. His level of competition, he's fought some incredibly good fighters. What do you think that he will be looking to do against you? Like, if he's training for you, what do you think that he is going to try to capitalize on? Um, wrestle with me. I think uh, I think he have to wrestle with me. He have to wrestle, uh, and uh, yeah, try and try to make me scared. Wrestle and 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 stay in stand up often. You know, try to make me think about wrestling and fight and stand up. Or and sometime when I forget, wrestle me again. This this what uh, what everybody in this division have to do with me if, if they want to if they want to do something for me. But also if he going to wrestle with me, I'm more than happy because because he going to tire it fast and I finish him. Have you fought anyone uh, before who has attacked the legs as effectively? Uh, as Justin Gaethje, he's he's really really great at at, uh, at damaging somebody's legs. Have you fought anybody else who who did that to kind of the extent that he does it? Yeah, his leg kick is a dangerous uh, dangerous. Why? Because he have also good boxing and pressure. He have good boxing and pressure. Uh, that's why that's why everybody eat his low kick because uh, because everybody try to focus for his hands and he try to focus for his uh, his uh, pressure. You know. That's why. But also, I have a Muay Thai background. I have I fight with uh, with guys who have rails. Yeah, I have I have a lot of fight with guys in Muay Thai who have a 
who have uh, rails, not leg, not legs, you know, it's yeah. rails from the train. <laughs> That's why, like, I don't, it's still dangerous for me, but I don't think about it like, like, wow, so dangerous. You said this thing that you wanted to take his heart. You wanted to like eat his heart. Like, how will you know? What will you see in the fight that tells you that you've broken his spirit, that you've you've t- broken his heart? Like, how how will you know that you've done that? I don't say bro- break his heart, but uh, because he's a he's a professional, break his heart. I think, uh, but, but still, still I can. Still, yeah, yeah. That, that's good word. You you say good now. Yeah, uh, break his heart. <laughs> Oh, it's also if it's uh, if when we fight, we're watching to eye always, and I never lie. That's like Scarface. So yeah, you go. It's in the eyes. You look somebody in the eyes. Now, and what is the time difference between uh, London and Thailand? How big of a difference is it? It's a seven hour. Okay, when did you arrive in London? Uh, last. Wednesday. Oh, okay. So you give yourself pl- plenty of time. Yeah. And you're adjusted now and everything is okay. Yeah, and I was already good. Yeah, I'm, I feel good, yeah. And if you are to 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 win on uh, Saturday, if, if you beat uh, Justin, I think you're number you're six, he's number three. What would you expect for yourself? If you beat Justin, what would you see as a possible uh, next fight? Um. You know, before fight, before fight with uh, with guy like him, <laughs> you can't think about about the yeah. next step. But uh, but yeah, I hope I hope I close for the title. And UFC have to think, have to have to choose now, me for title or somebody else. You know. So you want to make a good case by like if you were to finish him uh, early or or to win, you want to make a good case that you should get the next shot. Well, look, uh, Rafael, good luck on, on Saturday. This is the, as exciting for me as the main event uh, is this co-main event. Uh, you Please, against Justin Gaethje. Don't Gaethje, go. Great don't go. I, have to, I have to ask oh. Rafael a question. Oh, sure. So I, I teach Muay Thai. Um, I've trained under Phil Nurse. I'm training under Polinio Cruz right now. And there's a, a the combination you did against Brad Riddell. Was it, because when I'm watching it on the tape, I can't tell. Was it a spinning back kick or spinning hook kick that you hit him with? Spinning hook kick, I think, more because it was a spinning uh, hook kick. A, okay. Yes. So I will admit, I take, I watch your combinations and then I steal them and then I try to teach them. <laughs> so I'm hoping for a really great combination on Saturday night that I could take and and teach in my class. So I want to say thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> Well, we're looking forward to this fight very much. Uh, both of you and Gaethje get a lot of post-fight bonuses. Uh, you're two of the most exciting fighters in the entire sport. So have a great fight, uh, Rafael. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we will talk to you again, I hope. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Okay, Bye. take care. Bye. You watch that Brad Riddell knockout and you can't tell. I think the commentators say it's a spinning back kick, but I'm like, I could swear it was a spinning hook kick because of the way his foot comes around and goes around the glove. And rarely see, uh, like you'll see some Thai fighters use spinning hook kicks or like spinning kicks in general, but it was such a perfectly timed kick 
a, a lot of the combinations that he throws, he just he just has amazing setups. His setups are so good. So I watch a lot of his stuff and then I'll, I try to like teach it. You know, when you teach something, it helps you remember it a little bit. Right. Back. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Cause you're walking through it. He just has great setups and great technique. He's he, right at this point. He's one of my favorite fighters to watch. And it's kind of cool to see this division get broken up a little bit because it's been the same few veterans fighting each yeah. other over and over again. So I love Gaethje, you know, and, and this is going to be like his, probably his last run for the title if this even happens. Yeah. So yeah, this, this is a good, great, great matchup. And it's a great technical violence, technical violence and resilience type of fight. Who do you think wins it? I'm going with Raphael for this one. I, I just think he's faster. Um, he's really got very good speed. Gaethje's tough. He's a grinder. He's hard to take out. But I think that um, I think he. I just think Rafael's faster. You know, you're probably right. Um, I always bet with my heart, um, and I never. I always try to take the opposite. I, I will take Gaethje. How do you think he wins? Do you think he? What, what do you think Fiziev does? I think maybe Fiziev wins by. Uh, decision i think he just kind of learns to dominate and pick him apart by decision because of his muay thai experience and his speed but i mean listen gaethje can wrestle his ass off too we just rarely get to see it so does he try to grind rafael down the the thing i think about rafael that we forget is he has very good takedown defense as well yeah so i don't know i mean i i'm like you sometimes i go with my heart but usually when i do and i don't go with my sports science background i'm wrong oh you me too always yeah last time i was on and i was like i want derek lewis to win i know he wasn't yeah but i just wanted him to win sure. and i was <laughs> so, well yeah. I'm, I'm i'll take uh gaethje i think he's finds a way to stop him in the second um but again am i right probably not but i'm gonna go with gaethje anyway in the second and what do you think for the main event let's do the main event as well um I have to take Usman in the rematch because he was so dominant in that first fight. Um, I don't know how he wins. If he's as dominant, he may be able to stop Edwards, but Edwards was able to, even fighting in what I guess he would feel was a sluggish way or whatever, he was managed to stay in that fight until the fifth. So I think I'm going to have to take Usman by decision unless something drastic happens. I say Usman by third round submission. Okay. Right. I'm just, that's what my, you think he finally gets a hold of him. Yeah. My brain is saying that he's going to try to control. He's going to have to take control because right now you've got a very dominant Leon Edwards and a very like crazy crowd. That's going to be all for him. And you're, you're going to have to keep your head on straight and, and take absolute control. Um, don't hang out in the center of the ring. Don't allow for any of the rangy Leon Edwards setups and great timing. Don't allow, don't let it happen. And, uh, you know, and we've got a hungry Kamara Usman. So this right. is good. The, I'm telling you, at, from start to finish, this is just a good, it's going to be a much better card than people think it is. I agree. I can't it's wait for this Saturday. Better. I cannot wait. Uh, Phoenix, you're a delight, as you know. I, we love you, and we love when you're on. You're just such a fun person to, uh, to do a show with. I love you, too, but you're not off the hook. Oh. I want to talk about the movie that you were in among the beasts oh that's right thank you for your nice text i appreciate that i forgot about that thank you i, I don't watch anything i do which is ridiculous jim because you are so good in it and it's thank such you. um tori who's the main actor who's i love tori equalizer he's the main actor in the movie he also does the music for the movie which is great 
the director was awesome. I went to a screening of the film with the cast and the director and Matt, yeah, he's a friend of mine. Yeah. And we're like, and everybody's like, where's Jim Norton? Because you, you have a, a scene stealing part in the movie as a war veteran and it's, you're not doing comedy, but of course you're funny because you're Jim. And I just wanted to tell you like great performance and the movie is on Apple. Uh, it's on Apple plus so you can watch it and you can watch Jim do his thing. And it's a great movie you guys to watch it. Thank you very much, Phoenix. I, I, I remember you're, you're really, you're very nice text. I appreciated that. It's just a rule with me. I don't watch anything, but I do. Matthew Newton was the director and Tori Kittles is so great. I, I would consider watching it and then maybe I'll fast forward through my scenes. And I remember doing it, um, but just to see what finally happens because I didn't read the script. I just read my part. Um, and there was another scene they had asked me to do. Actually, there was more he asked me to do in that film, but I wasn't available because it was a conflict or I was out of town or something, but I wanted to do it. But thank you. That was very kind. Yeah, great movie. Um, Tori's performance is great. He actually outsnots Viola Davis. There's a lot of snot crying. <laughs> but he's just, he's a really, really phenomenal actor and it's a great film. And I want to say tonight, and I will be appearing at the Fat Black Pussycat every Wednesday here in New York. I also have uh, Cleveland at the end of April. And if you want to see me, I'm at a theater here in New Jersey in May uh, 20, what is it, May uh, 20th and May 19th, I'll be in Bethlehem, PA. Now, one thing, too, I wanted to mention, too, our socials at UFC Unfiltered. Um, you, you can uh, catch us on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. But, uh, oh, this is, I'm going to read this. I'll be uh, you ever want to be a part of the conversation on UFC Unfiltered? Well, here's your chance because coming soon to the podcast, it's a new segment where Matt and myself are going to take questions submitted by fans for your chance to be heard on the show. You send a DM with your question to us on social media at UFC Unfiltered. We've done stuff like fan questions before and I miss it. So I'm really happy they're going to do that again. So please send us your questions and we will answer them correctly. Uh, last thing for me, I will sure. be at the New York Judo Open on March 25th. That is at the New York Athletic Club. You can get tickets to that to see these phenomenal judoka, Olympic level, newyorkopenjudo.com is where you get tickets for that. I'll be there. Henzo Gracie will be there. Kayla Harrison will be there. Um, just high, high level judo. You do not want to miss that. Thank you very much, Phoenix. And thank you to uh, uh, Malcolm Gordon and Raphael Faziv. And, uh, you know, have a great time watching the fights this Saturday night. And uh, I can't wait. Edwards Usman 3. Bye. Bye. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.